Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. My name is Tony Groves and today we are talking proper equality for all and what that actually means. Um, Martin, what is it with the layers? Are you really that cold? I, I told you, I'm a cold animal. I'm a warm person, but I have to stay warm. It, take, it takes a few layers to get here. Johnny 40 coats. Johnny, that's actually it. <laughs> Why all you miss is bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you're here with me. Wonderly, wa- oh! <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to edit that out. That's not nice. Um, listen, oh, a bit of housekeeping, folks. There's as uh, as you probably know, there's a lot coming out. We have been putting out several podcasts. Three yesterday, three coming today. Um, it's Patreon.com forward slash Tortoise Shack. But uh, just on the we've we've some new podcasts joining the platform um, and some really exciting stuff coming. Please, 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 please. I can't stress enough. No ads, no sponsors, reliant completely on, on listeners. So if you could, please help us out. It, it makes all the difference to us. It makes all the difference in the world. Anyway, enough flogging that. Um, we're actually thrilled to be to be joined on the line by uh, independent TD for Donegal, uh, Thomas Pringle. Thomas, how are you doing? And thanks so much for taking the uh, taking the time to talk to us. Oh, no, well, Tony, thanks very much for the invitation. <coughs> I'm doing grand, bad in a way, not that you know. Yeah, um, well, doing grand and, and batting away is, is 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 one way of saying that you're uh, pretty bloody busy. Um, <laughs> you, 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 no, it's great to see. Like, there's there's been some terrific independent standout performers in the last uh, in the last number of months. I know Catherine Conley got a lot of credit for her work around the mother and baby home, and I know you've spoken passionately about things as well. But today we do want to talk to you about specifically a bill that's been bouncing around for a while and it's got many guises and listeners of ours might remember we had Paul McKeown on who is um who is a, a son of, son of a traveler and uh, and and an inner city boy who um talks about the idea of class and class discrimination and socioeconomic um discrimination and how that that should not come to be and how Ireland adopted actually as we always do Ireland went and adopted the uh, the 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 international convent on economic and social and cultural rights but we never give any powers of actually implementation of these things and thomas you're trying to trying to square that circle and you're trying to get that sorted do you want to give the listeners an idea what 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 you've been at yeah um tomorrow and private members time um and the doll i'll be putting forward the economic and social culture rights bill for uh, a, a referendum basically to enshrine economic social culture rights in the constitution um this will be actually the third time i've put this bill forward so i've done it in, in every doll uh, that i've been in so far uh, the last it was in, in 20, 2016 and in 2015 14, I think as well, I, I raised it, brought it up, and it's been rejected every time. But uh, it's, <clears throat> it's interesting that the Ireland ratified the the ICESR, ESRCR, but in, in 1989, and uh, that, but has done nothing in terms of um, actually enshrining those rights in the Constitution, which is an obligation that I believe that of ratification that they should do that, and it's. <clears throat> It's amazing how, how actually we've done that with, with practically everything. Um, if you look at the UN uh, CRPD as well for the people with disabilities, um, you know, the, the, they've finally ratified it uh, in the last couple of, in the last couple of months. We, we were the second last in Europe to ratify mm-hmm. that, I believe. Yeah. And you could, I mean, like the government used the excuse, you know, that we're not going to, 
ratify this and not do anything in terms of implementing it, but they don't do anything in terms of implementing it anyway, and it, and ratifying it as well. Like so, I mean, ratification should be a spur to actually make sure that they're yeah, implemented as a society and as a government. Um, but our government will pay plenty of lip service, and that's all they do in in relation to it. Um, so. Hopefully, I'm hoping against hope that we'll get a another hearing of it to, tomorrow. Just before we we do it, I want listeners to be to be clear on this. So, so what it's saying is that you can't discriminate. We know the heads. There's been seven heads of the Equality Act for 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 millions and millions and millions. Yeah. So you know you can't discriminate on grounds of sex, on on grounds of um, race, on grounds of, of. But this was about people's class discrimination, and you know, and and the likes of that, and you know, just. It just says one of the one of the lines in it is that that it basically would give people the rights to to uh, get those protections that actually. Um, so in addition to these principles, the state shall progressively realize subject to its maximum available resources and without discrimination, the rights contained in the International Co- Covenant, Covenant on Economic, Social and Cultural Rights. So. All it's saying is, and again, that word progressively realize is very important, those words, because we've, we've had this around the right to housing as well, that if you introduce a right to housing, that doesn't mean that we have to drop 50,000 homes out of the sky. It means that we have to have a plan to make sure that we then have a progressive thing that we're working towards enshrining the right to housing. This is similar in this regard. Is, am I right in that saying that, Thomas? Yeah, exactly. That's the case. Like, I mean, nobody in their in the right mind is going to say that if we pass this, that you turn a switch and everybody has a house and everybody has a job and everybody has all the social rights that they need. And that they, you know, it's about the state recognizing that people do have a right and actually that the state has undertaken that they're going to work towards realizing that right, um, which is vitally important. And by having it in the constitution, is actually taking it out of Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael or Labour or Independence or Sinn Féin's responsibility and saying it's the responsibility of the Irish state rather than of an individual party. And, that there, and so each of the parties would have to work towards achieving those rights. And the important thing is, is not as, as well, if they say you, you have to have a, a trade-off in, in public policy, you know, you can, you can maybe can't do everything. So, But you, you have to have a rationale and you have to say, well, we we are not doing this because we want to have money for doing this. And that's that's the way it works and that's the way it should work. And, you know, and the, 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 the interesting thing to do, like the economic, social and cultural rights includes the right to housing and that there as well, like, which is mm. vitally important too, like, you know, so it includes all those those aspects. And it actually, it's interesting too, you know, because I listened to, um, I think it was Vradker who was speaking on the doll a couple of weeks ago about um, the Sinn Féin, how we're putting forward the right to housing bill. And Vradker was saying, oh, well, if this isn't the Constitution, this is no good and this isn't going to guarantee people the houses. So what's the point in having it in the Constitution? But actually, if it's in the Constitution, it would mean that the Troika wouldn't be able to attack housing um, provision within the state when they would come here because the Troika came to went to Portugal for a bailout of Portugal at the same time as they, they came to Ireland for a bailout. And Portugal had the right to housing recognised in its Constitution. So the Troika couldn't attack Portugal's housing policy because of the constitutional requirements. So that's that's a difference that, that would be very stark right away um, to, and would make a difference of Many people's lives. Really, really important that you make that point because, um, you know, we always say if you can't attest a right, you don't have it. And it, it, this the, the idea 
And Martin, we've had this conversation a hundred times about the fact that the Troika, you know, there, there was nothing that, that could stop them in EU law from the state actually doing something that protected its citizens. And once you, yeah. once you, once you, def- once you more or less declare an emergency, it's within your powers to do it within the EU fiscal rules. Um, and the fact that we didn't have that protection there has left us with one of the most highly financialized um, property markets in the world. Like the majority of our properties that are being being produced at the been built at the moment are built to rent, and the state is one of the biggest players, unfortunately, and we're paying top dollar through these through these funds. And um, Thomas, just to go back to the actual bill though, because you said you've had it put forward a few times. Um interesting when you look back on the last few times you had it put forward. Some of the people who are now in government are are uh, were in opposition when you put it forward, and they were they were for it at the time um, and I mean specifically the likes of Eamon Ryan and, and Catherine Martin um, what soundings are you hearing now? Well I'm not hearing anything at the minute like, but it'll be very interesting to see tomorrow during the debate what the, the uh, stance they're going to take on and now look like, Whatever it is, is the funny thing about Ireland is that um, whatever you do in opposition you can forget about very quickly when you go into government mm-hmm. and um, We've we've seen it so many times over the last um, number of years, last God probably over the last twenty or thirty years, because um, the Green Party voted in favour of this bill in the last all, and I have no doubt, sadly, but I have no doubt that they'll probably vote against it in this all. And interestingly, as well, the Labour Party um, supported the bill in the last all, but when the Labour Party were in government, they didn't support it. You know, so when they and they actually when they were in opposition before that, they were putting forward putting it forward and then when they went into government they forgot about it and then when they come out of government they supported it again you know so it's, it's interesting it's kind of sad really that um people wouldn't have the courage of their convictions either like you know and um, actually make these things happen when they go into government but it seems to be a, a trait of going into government in ireland that you forget about all these things as soon as you get in there but is it would it not really be a trait of privilege um of class that once you get in there, you ignore. And and really, your bill is a recognition that privilege exists in the form of class, and it can be used detrimentally to to deny a group equal status within society. I mean, that's that's basically it. But you have people who are the people who are voting on it are all from a particular class, which is 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 strange. Well, they're they're from parties that pretend that they have a different than they have the class the class at the heart of it, as well. Like you know, so um, that's that's the difference in it. Like, I mean, well, everybody will have supported an opposition, but when they go into government, they forget about it very quickly. Now, you know, the common trait in relation to all that is Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. So maybe it's the fact of going into government with Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael that makes these people forget what they actually do and maybe that's they should think again before they go into government with them again and look for alternatives uh, what would be the the practical applications um if you if you got this passed thomas what would be the pra- practical applications well ob- obviously this this bill is that there would be a referendum so there would have to be a referendum um probably next year or that there in relation to it and if it was uh, passed in the constitution then on a practical basis it would mean that basically that workers have a right to join the union and right right, right to be represented in their workplace and that would be may make a big change uh, right across the board i think and uh, and it also uh, also would remain stuff like you know that the, there's a right to housing so it would, it would mean that basically 
if you're being discriminated against or you feel you've been discriminated by the by the government or the council's housing policy, you have the right to challenge that and you have the right to take take them to court. It doesn't automatically mean that you have to go to court and the court will give you a house or anything to get there. Um, but um, that's what will be put forward by the government um, uh, tomorrow during the debate. But uh, you have the right to challenge that, and that's very important. And I think it actually would put people at the heart of government then as well, um, um, which is very important too, because we, we have seen that government is acting against the will of the people most of the time. And we might even have class quotas in politics. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be interesting, all right. Who fall five there, maybe? <laughs> but we, we, we are kind of we're making light of it, but it is a very serious issue today. And, like, you know, I, it's, it's people just have to look and see what this looks like. Look at 24 million on a white water rafting facility that we've already seen people talk about. Look, the locals won't benefit from it. It'll be aimed at a, at a tourist market and people in the IFSC who want to do corporate days out. It certainly won't be for the, for the people in the local communities. We've seen, again, we go back to where we spoke to Paul and we talk, he talks about how gyms gentrified themselves by saying, well, we do corporate deals only. So if you're living in the area, you're not really, you know, we're not really interested. All of this stuff, that's discrimination. That's built in. And it's allowed, even though, you know, the UN is saying it's not allowed, but we're we're actually saying it's allowed. And Martin, to go back to your point, why this is critical and why I'm going on a bit of a rant here now is the reason they don't want to ratify any of these things is because it then puts them on the clock for actually spending money and resourcing things and actually doing doing something about it, as opposed to, you know, um, ratifying it but leaving out the optional protocol which was the trick they did with the UN p- persons with special uh, with disabilities they left out the, uh, the protocol of actually implementing it so we ratified it but we said actually we we don't we're not on we don't have we never have to get the checkbook out to pay for this stuff in case anything goes wrong um thomas if i can go back to to the broader sense on on what's going to happen in the next 24 hours the opposition have you do, you do you feel they're going to roll in or or is this another case of have they got their own alternative bill no i think the, i think the opposition will, will roll in behind it and any any contacts i've had at the at the moment have been very positive and that you know so i think there's going to be i think there's going to be no problem there and um it's going to be interesting like look, look Fianna Fáil spoke in favour of it but voted against it or abstained the last time round and uh, you know so that's where the, that's where the, the obstacles are going to be in terms of Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael and it'll be interesting to see how they novel the um, Greens and, um, and sadly the Greens will be very open to being nobbled and um, you know and that's that's it probably will be defeated um, there, there is also there is a slight possibility that they could actually agree agree the bill at second stage to go forward to committee stage and then they would attempt to kill it off there uh, in committee stage and um, that's that's a, that's a possibility as well but I don't know whether they would even bother with that. I think Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael will probably be confident enough that, that they'll just um, vote it down. It's it's a numbers game really Thomas isn't it? It's And it is a numbers game and the government for a government that's all at sixes and sevens they do still command quite a majority it feels like a, a 
a minority government. It acts like a minority government, um, but it is actually a majority government with quite a lot of of uh, leeway on votes. Yeah, yeah, and you can see you can see with everything everything that the government is doing in terms of the day to day running of the doll and stuff like that. They're they're really asserting their their majority and their dominance as well. They like, can making sure that they they've control it and uh, you know and it, it might it might seem that there's at sixes and sevens and that there but i don't know if they are really like you know um they're they're clear in what they're doing and they're going ahead anyway regardless like you know so i think they they know what they're at like yeah i just i think that's also important listeners to understand this is a huge majority this government mm-hmm. they're 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 far from hanging on even with the, even without the greens they still can you know they have enough of of of, of an independent vote there that are a cohort of other independents, shall we put it, that 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 will do it a different, do things differently, and uh, maybe are genetically Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael anyway. Um, and we're going to see that actually in the upcoming CEDA vote as well. From what I can tell, that that the, the Greens themselves will be able to say, well, they're going to manage that in such a way as that representational voting will take place, and therefore the the problematic Greens won't even get to have their 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 vote on it because they'll be managed in such a way. Well, these two Greens will represent all of us on the day, and they just happen to be the ones that are pro CETA. So it is actually very much something rotten in our democracy um, in the last few months. And and it's happening because everybody's looking at a pandemic. Um, Thomas, just again, I want I do want to keep going back to the fact that class discrimination, you can't, it's still almost a dirty word to, to acknowledge it in Ireland. Um, that really bothers me still. Yeah, 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 and it's interesting. Like, I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe if you say class discrimination is too maybe left wing or too uh, divisive for people to to accept it or whatever like that. There, you know. But when you look at it, it actually is uh, class discrimination right across the board. And and I think the COVID, the whole COVID incidents and stuff like that, there is very interesting. And I think it's something that actually could be will be looked at a lot deeper. Is the impact of the people on low wages, the people, the unemployed, the immigrant workers, you know, the, the Brazilians and stuff like that, they work in the meat factories. And indeed, there's meat factory outbreaks starting again, um, and, you know, after everything that has happened. And it, and it's really interesting, like, and, and somebody was, I was chatting to somebody the other day there, and they were saying that the, the reason they're not closing the airports is that there's somebody coming, I've seen this all on Facebook, where somebody was coming from D4 back from from Portugal or somewhere like that there. And and that's, maybe that's something to do with it. And uh, you know that that Finn Gale and Finn Val want to represent those people, and they don't want to represent the the ordinary people who who are taking the by far the brunt of this whole COVID situation. And um, you know, and I think that's something that needs to be really looked at a lot closer, and could go a long way towards actually seeing who's at risk. Tony would fully agree with you on that, by the way, fully and totally. And I certainly think I've been, that, I've been banging that drum for a while. <laughs> the winter, yeah. the winter sun brigade. I certainly think that if the if the virus only killed poor and affected poor people, that the canals would have bodies lined up along them. Yeah. I think that's that's certainly the case. And that's what class really means. It means that they don't feel they have to act on behalf of everybody, just on behalf of those like them. And uh, class in Ireland is is down to moolah, money. You can buy your way in, you can buy a, a nice one million property in Malahide somewhere, and all of a sudden you have the right class. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not really as um, the UK model. It's a very much a money-based model over here. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, sometimes I wonder about the the class issue in, in Ireland. Like, I mean, I I wouldn't even I think I think a lot of it is down to um, government by focus group, and um, you know, unless the, unless the polls or focus groups are telling Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael to do something, they won't do it. You know, and people people expect that um, our politicians actually lead, and in, in Ireland they don't. They follow, and um, that's the reality of the situation, and that's where you get the, this crazy decision-making process that we have now and and whether the airports will be open or closed and all that kind of stuff there and whether, you know, it's, it's mad stuff like, you know, and maybe, maybe it is a class issue and maybe that's that's the reality of the situation. But, uh, you know, I, I can't understand why Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael won't make a decision to actually protect the people of Ireland, like, you know, and that's the bottom line. I think the bottom line is one of the lines that was in the, the initial um, stage five things where it said exemption, exemptions for FDI. I mean, we still have the SARP um, program, the, the the tax relief for high earners in these multinationals. We still we still allow them to to avail of 20 percent tax rates for, for their high earners, even years after we were supposed to close that loophole. Section 110, even though we closed the loophole, is it been allowed to run down? It's you know we didn't just we didn't just close it we actually said we're closing it going forward it'll be closed in you know so all of this stuff like this is very definitely why these things matter but I suppose you know you hear more and more like we saw um, Bashir was on 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 Tommy Tiernan talking about using a different name on on the same application and getting and getting an applic and getting a job interview for one and not getting a job interview for the other so you know this is what this bill could protect against in, in theory it protects against that level of discrimination whereby you might see an address and you don't want to talk to that person due to their address um it's it's almost it's almost like we're just trying to push um back against a hundred years of uh of what you know we replaced we replaced the, the 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 brits with the church and the church with with the bit of the state and then the state with big corporates yeah, yeah. And and now we need to push back against the corporates uh, who who sit on beanbags and tell us everything is going to be grand as long as we, we don't tax them. Can yeah. I just can I go broad with you for for a little while though? This doll has been um, problematic, uh, you know. That even even in how it sits and even how it does its business now at the moment. How have you found it as a as an independent and and have you seen any sort of Harmony on the opposition benches more than in previous um, dolls. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like, I mean, I, I've listened to a lot of commentators going on about you know how terrible the opposition is and it's so desperate and so many different groups and everything. I think that's brilliant. Um, I think it actually shows shows up. And you know, and should we should we all just give up and give let Sinn Fein be the opposition in that there? You know, that, that's 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 the reality of the situation. Um, you know, so and I I do I actually do believe that it's quite possible that the the all the opposition groups can work together and could form an alternative uh, government. And in fact, we we were going down that road work or talking to Sinn Féin, people before profit, Socialist Party and stuff like that there. In the early stages before the the, the COVID outbreak and that you know, and trying looking at talking about that. And I think that's I think that was more than possible. And the sadly, I think that we should it should have been done now during COVID more so because a lot of the stuff that we would be talking about and want to see happen would actually be seen as being acceptable now. You know, like 
the health services is, could actually be funded properly because people would see that the health services are vitally important and they actually would see that a public health service is vitally important. Like for years, we've been harping on that it has to be public services and, you know, the people are saying, no, it can't be. But now people see the value of a public health service, you know, and and also other stuff as well could have been could have been implemented. And I actually think, I actually think like, the numbers that were in the doll at the minute, like Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael would have had no choice but to go along with that and to support that on a minority basis um, because of the, so, the whole crisis and stuff they got there as well. And what you could have done then after a couple of years, you could have cut and run and had an election and tried to try to get a majority government. Mm. Um, you know, so maybe I'm hoping that that the opportunity hasn't been lost. Um, but I do think I do think the fact that the you know that there's many different groups in opposition and different groups on the left and stuff like that there that's not a negative we should be looking at that as a positive and um you know and people shouldn't be talking about it as a negative and that you know you, this idea that you need a unified voice and a harmonized voice look we've had that for fucking the last 80 years in this country we had a rough in a fallen thing gail and what has it got us no well, so I, do, well, I do think we need a bit of variety I, I think you're right i don't think the impetus has been lost at all i think vote left transfer left uh, worked extremely well. The real fly in the ointment was that uh, the Greens weren't actually of the left. <laughs> uh, and that's the fly in the ointment. But um, all those those third and fourth place seats, they, instead of just tipping into Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael the way they usually do, they tipped left. And that made a, a huge difference. And had... Uh, had the Greens actually respected the the vote that they got, um, you could definitely have a very workable minority government and an opposition which is really at disarray, fighting between itself for supremacy. Yeah. I don't think that we've lost that opportunity. I just think we've delayed it. But we've also identified clearly who is of the left and who is of the right, and maybe that needed to be done first. Yeah, I think I think I think you're right there, Martin. There's a lot of value in that, and uh, you know, and I think every group probably had their own difficulties with it at this time as well. Like you know, like I know the Labour Party. Well, the Labour Party were. were they, they didn't want to talk to anybody and they were waiting for Fianna Fáil Gael to come back and talk to them again and they had difficulties. There's a lot of people coming to trying to come to terms with the fact that Sinn Féin are there and Sinn Féin yeah. have to with as well. Like, you know. And then Sinn Féin were waiting for Fianna Fáil to ask Sinn Féin so that Sinn Féin could eat up Fianna Fáil and rather than... So I don't think... I, th I think there was very few actually had an idea of a left-wing coalition government as a way of doing things, and um, you know, and the Sock Dems were afraid of Sinn Féin, and they didn't want, they didn't know how that was going to tally out. You know, I could go on. Like, oh yeah, no, no, we, we like it is so funny because we had we had we did see that we saw people playing footsie under the table. Mm. We saw um, Labour uh, waiting to sort out their leadership contest so they can then you know, revert to type in some ways. And yet, even <laughs> even though you had like members, like much like you with the Greens saying, if you do this, we'll walk. Yeah. And like, we've seen the price the Greens have paid for it in terms of like, they have lost a huge number of their membership. And that's like, that is whatever way, like, Think about 2019, all the all the year in review, everybody was telling us Eamon Ryan was the politician of the year. Um, <laughs> he's this is he's overseen the demise of his party. Um, and now in 2020, we were told it was Norma Foley and not to personalize this, but Norma has not had a good January. Um, you know, so we we do I do also think there's an element of 
you know, politics unfortunately gets played out um, in across the media because we did we were told by many people that the only game in town was Finna Fall and Finna Gale, um, and the Greens have to go in because of Senior Hurling. Oh, yes, yeah, Senior um, Hurling. <laughs> yeah, well, they got hurled about all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Bang of a slither, Tony. <laughs> th- th- Thomas, um, just so back to the bill tomorrow you take to the floor T- tell me straight you think you're they're just going to round on you and 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 vote against it and that'll be it it'll be whipped by by the by the by the government and it'll be and then the second so you believe that's going to happen the second thing is do they have their own bill well, uh, probably a lot will be made in the debate tomorrow that the government has commitment in the program for government to um have a, a referendum on the right to housing mm. <laughs> Which they're trying to put into a committee, by the way, since, yeah. uh, and, you know. So that'll, that'll kick it to touch for a, a year or two. And then it's, it's very very important to in the Irish Constitution where actually it's placed in the Constitution because they can they can put the right to housing in the non-enumerable rights, which means which basically means nothing. Like, I mean, it means that the Constitution supports the right to housing, but actually will do nothing to, you can't, it's not justiciable and it's not, um, you can't assert, assert your right in that basis. So, mm-hmm. you know, so they could do, they could do, they could do that. Like, and, and the problem is that that would look like, and to look like to the ordinary person that they're actually dealing with it when they're not, you know. Um, I know, and we spoke about this before the election, and it has been, it has been in the papers a lot, that neither Varad Carr nor Michal Martin are good decision makers. In fact, they avoid making decisions. And that has come very much to the fore during the pandemic. They're terrified to make any decision one way or another. Do you think that kicking it to, to something other than a vote is just more of that indecisive, can't make a decision all at, at sixes and sevens among themselves about making decisions. Yeah, well, look, if they haven't focus grouped it or had uh, opinion polls to be able to tell them what to think, um, they probably that's what that's what they'll do. Like you know, um, my gut my gut feeling is that they won't. I mean, this will be this. I think this referendum is so anathema to Fianna Fáil and Van Gaal's way of thinking that the, their gut reaction will be just to oppose it point blank. And um, and I don't think the Greens matter. Well, we do. It's not that long ago that Simon Coveney told us that there was no such thing as class in Ireland and we should stop <laughs> talking about it. But it is the overri- it, it is the overriding unfairness of Ireland is a class issue. And it is a class issue. Yeah, and, and you know, and probably in an Irish context, it's, it's because we're such a rural country, it's, people don't see rural people as being members of the class. You know, mm. but, um, and people living in rural Ireland are probably the, the lowest class right across, but and the working class in, in the cities and the rural people in rural Ireland are equivalent, like you know. But so it, it allows COVID to say that kind of stuff, like you know, there's no class in Ireland and all this kind of stuff here, like. Which is a load of crap. Like all you have to do is look at what the way the, the way they do their business, and it has to be either a class business issue or they just can't make decisions one or the other. Like I, I, not making a decision is a decision, Thomas. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's, and, that, and that that is very important that, that people get that. It's not if you're not making a decision and you're and you're sitting it out. Well, then you've actually you've made your decision, and and that goes for the people who are going to sit on their hands tomorrow as well. By the way, um, that the is, abstainers, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we see you. We know who you are. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's true. Like not making a decision is making a negative decision. Making a decision, mm. you're not going to do something like you know. 
Yeah. Thomas, thanks so much for coming on and having this chat with us. It's it's uh, it's good to have these conversations. It's great to know that there's a bill there, and it's great to know that there's an independent TD who just keeps going, will not stop, keeps throwing <laughs> it in there every time. Indeed, Thank no. you for doing that. <laughs> I'd just like to remind everybody that yeah, this this podcast does survive on your goodwill. So please stick your hand in your pocket, a few quid into patreon.com forward slash tortoiseshack. And thanks for listening. Tony and Martin, Martin and Tony, speaking to interesting people only. It's the Echo Chamber podcast. Subscribe now on Patreon.